Welcome, friends, to Tanked Up, the podcast all about video games and beer. I'm one of your hosts, Ben, here with Adol. Hey! And Lucy. Hi! Each and every week we get together because we're friends. We want to hang out. Fuck you, listener. No, we love you, really. We're going to drink some beers. We're going to talk about some video games. And we'd love for you to get involved and come and talk to us, please. Let us know what you're playing. We're more pleasant live, I guess, or not on... (laughs) I don't know how how you transition from fuck you to come join us but you did just like just yeah. like i did yeah exactly let's open up some beers out of what are you going to drink this uh evening? i'm drinking uh here comes the sun from bibliotech nice Ooh. it is a i like bibliotech hmm i like bibliotech mm. i know you do yeah. i i as well uh it's a modern pale ale hazy golden juicy it's number 264 i don't know if you can see on the tin there, paley, tiny, tiny, very oh, thin yeah. text. Oh, there. <laughs> that, that they won't help Lucy. <laughs> yeah, you can go and see it. Oh, the glasses, no, the glasses won't help. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that is indeed all the flavor text. Um, mm. so I will crack this. Um, and send it back to you, Ben. Nice. Um, yes, I am going to drink uh, an Arbor beer. Um, because I panic bought a bunch of beers around the corner. Um, you can never panic buy. But well, that's very true. Mm. Yes, I mean I went around the corner to panic buy some beers, thinking, oh, I'll just pick up something that I've had before, maybe something that hasn't featured on the podcast. And he just had a delivery from Arbor today with a bunch of new beers. So I've got a fridge with at least four new beers from Arbor in. Well, actually three, because one of them's here. Um, and this is uh, Sunset Vista, which is a double IPA. And it's a collaboration with Liquid Light Brewing Company, who I've never heard of before. A little bit of flavor text. It is 8.4%. They do suggest, because it's a pint, that it's a sharing can. Uh, but no. Kim doesn't enjoy double IPA, so I can't do that. <laughs> yes, that's um, the excuse. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly what it is. And I, my children don't drink, so there we go. Uh, brew with our friends. At the- <laughs> and there was no way you could possibly have not purchased it at the time where exactly. you read the label in the shop. Exactly. I didn't realize it was the that per- that percentage. I saw, oh, new beer. I'll have mm. that. Um, brew with our friends, a liquid light brewing company. This juicy double IPA features a new American hop variety. Vista, which delivers flavours of honeydew melon, white peach, and papaya. Uh, it doesn't tell me any of the other um, hops uh, in here, just just the allergens of barley, wheat, and oats. Um, I don't know if this is a single hopped beer um, or not. It was canned uh, about two weeks ago, roughly. Mm. Not quite, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost two weeks ago. So... There we go. Oh, that's a really cool um, They're uh, from Nottingham, a good light brewing company. Mm. Okay. Uh, have either of you heard of them? Have you had anything from them before? Nope. No. Let me see. About us is when they were. 2017. Uh, so okay. Reasonably. Yeah, five years around. around. Yeah, September 2017. It, you know, if they're a smaller brewery, they're more around kind of Nottingham and that sort of area. They might not have. Made it to out us. into the sort yeah. of the wider kind of uh, uh, scene yet. So always good to, even if it's a collaboration, have someone new. Yep. Uh, Lucy, you're not drinking beer this week. Have you got anything? Got a, a measuring jug? Have you got a tea? No, sadly. Um, just, just a. Oh wow! I can't remember glass. last time I saw you with a standard cup of water. <laughs> 
It means everything's fallen apart. That's what it means. Mm. I don't have beer and I don't have a watering jug. I mean, it's just just like my intro. I'm so tired. It's just like, well, just whatever comes into my brain at the time is mm. fine. Um, Adol, we'll come back to you mm. for the bibliotech. It's pale and hazy, as advertised, mm. as a pale ale that was described as hazy, and I can't remember. Juicy, I think, was one of the other things. Um, so, yeah, it's like a straw color. Um, oh, I am getting just from, like, just lifting it up, there was enough of a waft to get just tropical. Um mm. And maybe like a slight, slightly tangy citrus. Okay. It's very, uh, a very, here comes the sun makes sense. Because this is a very like, ah, yes, this smells like summer should. Oh, nice. Looks like a summer beer. Mm. Nice. As we, uh, yeah, it starts as, to bleed as we into the depths barrel of autumn. into autumn. <laughs> yeah. um, ooh. It's got a nice, slight, more malty, biscuity finish um and the malts are there i'm now decided mm. to go backwards through the taste because i started with the finish so I might as well continue um yeah it's it the malts are not not as present in the mid uh and you have this like nice pale ale slightly tropical but really grounded this is a pale ale with, slight, with a slightly multi um i would say backbone i would say like I don't know, femur, like, <laughs> um, and then, but it's, uh, it starts with this, like, a bit of a burst of that tropical flavor, uh, uh but it's not huge, it's not as big as the nose, and it, it just sort of sets a nice tone, and it start, kind of starts fading immediately into the main taste, and then it keeps sort of going such that the biscuitiness in the, the maltiness kind of doesn't increase, but because sort of the rest of the taste has a downward tra trajectory, by the time the finish comes, it feels maltier uh, than the rest of the taste, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Taking on a journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I am getting a bit more of the pineapple-y note, like the non-acidic part of pineapple, um, throughout, uh, now that it's been on my palate for a bit. Um, it's really nice. This is like, yeah, like I said, quintessential. Ah, yeah, so this is, I would never turn this down a day of the summer kind of beer. It's not mm. doing anything crazy off the wall. It's not super strong. It's just solidly a pale ale with interesting notes. And those notes are, have their own different curves, but they, you know, they're mostly intertwined. So if you weren't paying mm. attention, you'd just be like, this is a solid beer. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Perfect. Um, back to the uh, the Arbor Liquid Light collaboration. There, um, I have poured quite. Wow, a little bit little close to the sun. I'm I'm close to the sun with this one, um, but uh, almost no head when it poured. I was going to uh, ask um, if quite, that was a quite topper. carbonated, like it bubbled bubbled quite a lot. Just didn't produce any kind of head, and it was a reasonably loud, kind of. Big nose, but that's gone quite quickly. When I cracked the can, it was quite big straight away, but it has faded a little bit. And kind of out of the glass now, what's it been? About about two minutes, something like that. I don't get a massive amount from it. A little bit of sweet fruit on the nose, but not a huge amount. <clears throat> When I said it carbonated quite nicely in the glass, there's almost nothing on the taste. It's not flat, 
but it's not kind of crisp. It's not fizzy. It's 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 mm-hmm. nowhere sort of near that. It's more towards that that flat end, but it has a little bit of lift to it, just a tiny bit that takes it away from you know what you would expect from a flatter beer. Um, that flavour is really nice though. It's this kind of initial sort of juice and a bit of a bit of sweetness, but that almost drops off oh. instantly, and it leads into this kind of more. I think they put on the back honeydew melon, mm. getting a huge amount of that. Um, it's a little more earthy. It's a little bit more kind of not quite dank, but it's edging towards that sort of way. Um, it's a very kind of ripe honeydew melon. But that sweetness sits just in the background and it kind of pops out just every now and again. It's like, oh, hey, here I am. Well, I think that's a little bit of the papaya that's kind of coming through uh, on there. I would, if they hadn't have said papaya, I'd have never have picked that out in a million years. Oh. Um, but it's, and they, they say white peach on here as well. And I'm not getting like a, I don't know what white peach is versus just peach. Am I, is it a color difference? I don't know. Is there a big flavor difference? Not a clue. But I'm getting a slight stone fruit. But actually, it, and I can pick out now that it is a softer stone fruit, but actually it feels a bit more of a grape flavor. Not strong, hmm. but hmm. that is maybe what I would have mistaken it for had there have been no uh, flavor text. I was uh, about to this. say white peach will taste more grapey from what I recall. So Okay, yeah. okay. Well, that makes sense then. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, you know, obviously the flavors that they've got on the, on the back are, are exactly what it's giving me. At the moment, so yeah, big honeydew melon to start. Uh, uh, um, that kind of papaya that sits there and runs all the way through, um, but he's very, very light. And then that white peach, then, or uh, as I thought, maybe grape, um, is is sat there more towards the finish, perhaps. Um, it, you know, you could mistake you could mistake it for having been like dry hopped with Nelson Sauvon or something like that. Maybe you don't get quite the nuttiness that you have mm. with that, but the initial kind of grape and, and slightly sweet flavor that you have with, with that, you could think, oh, okay, it's maybe it's more in the kind of initial sort of nose, which is why it's maybe a little bit more light. Um, I'd be really interested to know what other hops they have in this. If anything, if all of this is just from the Vista, that would be kind of really interesting because it is a lovely flavor. And it's not big. It's quite light and subtle. Even at the 8.4% um, that it is, it's it's not a big beer. Interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, that takes skill to make 8% beer not feel like it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think maybe the more I drink, it feels like one of those beers that, that, that kind of, I'll get halfway through the glass and it will start to be a little bit more chewy perhaps a little mm. bit more sticky and you'll start to feel actually even now talking a little bit more i'm starting to get a little bit of that um that it, it will feel a little bit bigger perhaps but i'll report on that when we get to the end of the episode um we'll launch into our games chat then for this week and last week we had uh, a few technical difficulties mm-hmm. in uh, from lucy's end um in that we couldn't really hear what she was saying 
And there were, mm-hmm. you know, a plethora of games that she's played over not just the last week, but we, I don't think we'd recorded for a couple of weeks, had we, before that. So, yeah. Lucy, you had sort of two or three weeks and now you know, another week on top of games that you've been playing. So I'm going to dub this episode... The Lucy episode, um, and it's oh, just dear. going to essentially. I mean, I've, like half I've, of our I've played basically nothing, so yeah, that I'm works sorry. well for me. <laughs> I mean, I I worked until eleven last night and played a tiny bit of Crusader Kings three in like the background whilst I was like, oh, I'll do this, I do some some lovely lines, and I'll do some writing and stuff, mm. and then just like, oh, just just see what's going on in you know. In England, the kingdom that I have mm. currently created, and then I go back to my work. Yeah. Um, so I've played, yeah, almost almost nothing. Um, so Lucy, we will launch into uh, uh, into what you've been playing. I know there are a few games that we mentioned last week that um, you know listeners may be able to have picked up on. Um, oh, I, but there's I, a lot, right? Yeah, because I think the last game I spoke about was it in depth. Laughed about rather on on the podcast was twelve minutes and yeah, yes. literally a month ago. But uh, I mean, I've played you know several games and well, last week I was just trying to run through them because of my internet. But I think I, I think I'll probably you know keep that kind of cadence up and just mm. just roll through them. Obviously, speak about the games that I got codes for mm. more so because that's why they give us codes to talk about them. Yep. And then yeah, anything else you lot want to talk about? Oh, there's nothing. Oh, I want to know slightly more about that game. Let me know. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, got, old, got a good old spreadsheet. Nice. Um, because, you know, I'm in that mood where it's like, just play games. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it's. I don't know if I have more free time. It's one of those where it's like, do I have more free time? or am I just You're using whatever time you have using to play games. Using it better. Often, <laughs> using it in a better way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but before we jump into the games. Mm-hmm. Again, we're going back maybe a couple of months, and it might be, and I, I think I might know that maybe the Steam Deck is the reason. But mm. um, you, you yeah, had a period yeah. of time where you were like, "Yeah, I haven't really played very much. I've mm. kind of, you know, I've been trying to hammer work a lot. I've been mm. really busy doing stuff. Nothing's really grabbed me." But suddenly, yeah. you've gone, "Oh yeah, I've, yeah. I'm, I'm playing lots of games." Is, yeah. Do you think there's a reason for that more so than like the Steam Deck? I mean, this thing that has de- definitely helped that. Um, mm. But yeah, I think me and Dill were talking. I think the last time when it was just me and you, Dill, on, mm-hmm. on the podcast, we were just saying, like, you know, just not not fussed to finish a game, start a game, play a game mm. as soon as it's come out or whatever. But I think, it, yeah, I definitely go through like phases where it's like I don't want to play anything. And it's usually yeah. coming off like a really good de- game and nothing hits good <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Or, um, or it's just like, yeah, but when I know that I'm on that crest of that wave, it's like I try and stay there as long as I can because I know around the corner it's like it's going to just be like two months of me not wanting to play anything. So um, I'm right there on that crest. Who knows? Okay. Mm, well, Sleep I'm not. <laughs> definitely not in the mood for games because uh, yeah. of all the things that are going on. Has just killed my drive to even if I'm killing time to to play games. Mm-hmm. And that that yeah. basically that ca- the Steam Deck came. Right when I was like definitely in that zone, so I like mm. tacitly played a thing or two because I have a Steam Deck and I've been waiting for ages. And then it's just in its case on my nightstand, as if to say, 
oh, this will be no trouble to do. You could just play again. <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah, but I have not. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's... Because the... when I got mine, I was just, like, hammered through, like, seven games in, like, yeah. a week or something. I'll, I'm, I'm sure I, I'll uh... turn around once I, like, have a confirmed house and then can, like, mm-hmm. do all the things and that are floating relax, in my brain yeah, that are, like, yeah. you can't do this until blah. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, it's, yeah, I, I'm That's now, certainly a thing. Yeah, yeah I, I'm sure. now in the state where I the place that I'm pretty sure I'll get, I can't move into till October 15th. And so my friend wow. slash colleague, uh, you know what? Has That's only about three weeks when you think, about yeah, it, yeah, so. it's just I have to, I have to be, I can't work from here, yeah. like, yeah, 10 as starts of, soon, right? On, I teach on the third, yeah. um, so that couple weeks is. I need Hotel. to be there. And then the, there's like department meetings and things, which I can't skip, but also that's how I meet the people in the department. And yeah. luckily, um, my friend and colleague, uh, who I studied with last time is like, I get you're in a bind. So like, you're welcome for as many of those days as you need to be. And I was like, I will mm. come home because oh, nice. the cat won't deal with me being away for three weeks and then a move for one. Uh, and two, yes. you definitely don't need me as like a, a house guest for three straight weeks. I'll spend the money that I would have spent on rent and probably a little more, right, on bouncing back and forth. But at least then I can. Yeah. So it's yeah. and as soon as like I get the place, I then have and sign the paperwork. I then can like book a mover because right now it's not clear that I will have a place to move into on the 15th mm-hmm. and like start changing addresses. So there's like this cloud of things that I cannot do anything with or about, but I can't pretend that they don't exist. And they've sure. just, like, pushed down on, like, active enjoyment of life in the sense of, like, games, where, you, like, I can passively watch a thing, because I can just tune out of reality, but a game requires mental effort, and these things are just like, oh, yeah, thinking. You know what you could that's think about? Why how you're you homeless. That's vampire survivors. Uh, that's true. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> that's where I'm at. I, I have contributed a few minutes to the podcast. <laughs> and we thank you for uh, it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm just going to list off some of these games. I will, I will, well, we don't really review or rate games on this podcast, but I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to rate it out of five want. stars because then I don't have to speak about it more, but you know my opinions. Oh, out, out of how many stars? Uh, five, just five stars. Okay. Five out of five stars. It's the best one out of five stars. Not five out of seven. No. Or that three. That would be difficult mathematically. Um, so as dusk falls, uh, this is when, <laughs> when I think my, my, my audio cut out when I was starting to talk about David Cage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Last week. <laughs> Yeah, because it's um it's X uh what is it Quantic Dream people uh-huh. and um yeah it's surprising what they can do when they just want to make like a mid budget pulpy action film in but it in must the... be about the androids <laughs> <laughs> these and the holocaust like, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah just, just like, let's make a game yeah just just it doesn't have to have any deeper meaning or anything like that it's just you know popcorn flick. Just yeah. play through it. Yeah. So yeah, that kept my attention. Um, I, th- I might have smashed it in one day or something. So, wow. so yeah, I'll give that four out of five stars. You know, it's nice. not trying to say anything deep. It's just kept my attention. It's mm. good. I like the, that art style. I don't know what you call that. Like, uh, I don't it's really like a moving image, like. isn't it? It's, it's, yeah, it's kind of... It's, it's uh, not quite um, a Haas, um take on me music video. <laughs> 
Oh, oh yeah. That's uh, what I think of. <laughs> it is, yeah, it is. Coloured. But not that's in all, black, that's the only yeah, difference. Not in black and white, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, that, that's one of the games on my like list of things I'd really like to get to mm-hmm. this year. Mm. Um, it's one it, of those it, you could absolutely play with Kim, and I think you'd both really enjoy it. Nice. Quite lots of choices. Um, obviously, I haven't played played it, so I don't know if they... I think they do matter... Not mm. massively, but I think there are like you know people can die and stuff like that, so mm. they do matter to such an extent that you can have in those games. It's not going to completely change anything, and you see that branching path like Detroit had. It's just that every other path in Detroit was just a path to making you more angry, whereas this is more <laughs> you know path to more intrigue. But, um, there's no raised <sighs> fists in this game, I assume. Oh, I didn't know it was um, online <laughs> co-op. Oh, is it? it? I mean, it says on the Steam page, oh. uh, online co-op, shared split-screen co-op, cross-platform multiplayer, and remote play together. Sweet. Like, I, I don't think it's it, it's free on Game Pass on PC. Yes, and um, maybe on I, Xbox potentially. I yeah, because I played it on cloud, so it must okay. be on. PC1, at least by the cloud. Yeah. But, um, uh, um, oh, by yeah, the way, as, as wait, to... you were asking, hmm? uh, it's rotoscoping, by the way, um, which is the same oh. technique that they use to make the lightsabers, which is just a drawing in each frame of a film is a rotoscoping. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it's just... I like it. Yeah. Very uh, much more complicated than wow, wow, um, <laughs> draw a green line on each frame. Yeah. Uh, oh, I thought you was about to sing the theme. Yeah, oh no! Take on me, and you just didn't know it. Yeah, yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> wow, 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 Anyway, on to the next game. Oh, we're gonna get fucking DMCA'd if we go any further. Yeah, that's why I was trying to like. Oh, luckily we started with wow, wow, which, as established, is not correct. Just noise. Mouth noise. Um, um, yeah. So it's it's game. worth it, is what you're saying. Sorry? It's worth it, is what you're saying. Oh, yeah, massively. Yeah, always. I mean, uh, I'm hoping to reinvigorate my game pass. Mm. Yeah, um, I mean, well, so basically, once I start using the Steam Deck, I'll want to reinvigorate my game pass and put it up to Ultimate, so I can cloud. Oh, the cloud. Yeah, it's certainly um, worth it for that. Um, because otherwise, especially in this transitory movement moment like at some point i will have to pack a pc up and then live off of like my tablet or my work computer when i go to the place where it is and acquire it um because i've had apparently i've had a computer for a week and a half it's just been in my office which i haven't been in since the first (laughs) get an office it's a shared office but it is permanent space for me which is the first time i've had that in my academic career a lot of the plebs just get moved around so we're hot desking so yeah thank yourself (laughs) lucky sir um another thing that's coming to game pass is it's on pc game pass it's coming to consoles uh is norco which Mm. five out of five stars nice Um, yeah it's a it's more of a visual novel it's got point Mm. and click elements in it it's i love the vibe and the the setting i mean set in like louisiana and like the Bayou, um, just like really immersive, like visuals and sound effects for like, especially for like a point click adventure. But 
Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's it sort of does the kind of like magical realism kind of not tropes, but um, kind of approach to narrative that like Kentucky Route Zero has. Ah. Um, mm. It's got like I guess it's set in the future, nearish future. So I guess it's oh, that's so sci-fi ish. Um, but yeah, it's just it just you know tells it's throwing a lot of things up in the air like capitalism, cult. You know, mm. debt. Uh, yeah, and you finished Everything it. Bad in the world. I finished it. Yeah, I, I, I started it earlier this year on PC. Yeah, I thought I remember you briefly yeah. talking about it before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I really wanted to get back to it. I was like, I don't want to play on my PC because I was just working at the time. But then it went on yeah. sale on Steam. I was like, why not? Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, playing it on my Steam yet. Deck. Yeah, because it's coming to Game Pass in like a month. So it's like. Yeah, but I don't have any regrets about paying six pounds for it because it's it's a mm, fantastic ah, video. Game. It is currently nine pounds eleven at twenty percent off until the twenty fifth of September. Nice. Okay. Um. Or, yeah. all, Steam has a new thing because I went to its page and it says, "Is this game relevant to you?" Question mark. This game doesn't look like other things you've played in the past. As such, we don't yeah. have much information on whether mm. or not you might be interested yeah. in it. And as long as how long has Steam had? That's been there for a while. I oh, I, yeah, I mean, has, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is I've, it also on the client, thing. and I just ignored that section every time? Possibly. Well, interestingly, mine comes up. Uh, I've just gone onto the page. Norco again was one of the uh, games on my list that I'd like to get to this year. Um, mm-hmm. And it comes up saying similar to games you played, uh, Return of the Obra Dinn. Oh, so yeah, you're uh, me as still not having played Return to the Obra Dinn. Yeah, is it like pixel art? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't it looks know. it's good to look at, I guess. <laughs> Maybe that's the uh uh yeah, I'm trying to well I've got augmented steam. Um what I the cheapest yeah, historical low was five pounds sixty nine, so that's how I'm to pay for this. Okay. Mm. Um yeah, absolutely recommend it even for nine pound eleven. So um yeah, I really like that game. It's what it's gonna nice. be. I'll talk about it later in the year. It's probably well, it will be on my top ten. Ooh. Um Back Impressive. to the list. Immortality, which I won't say much about because it's very narrative focused. Uh, that's the Sam Barlow game. I right. Those I was going to say, games. I was going to ah, double check. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I could go anywhere between, let's say, two and four stars on any oh. given day for it. Um, Interesting. Because the, the um, no, besties no. lot really liked it. Yeah, that's the thing. There's a lot of things I like, and then there's a lot of things I don't think are good. Um, hmm. But the the commitment to like telling, well, actually filming and making like time period films from like seventies and nineties and stuff like that, it, it's phenomenal. And like the actors are fantastic. The actually piecing together like the actual plots of those three movies is really fun. Like, um, there's intrigue in that. When I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it, so don't worry, everyone. But um, the kind of meta narrative under that is interesting. Mm. I I liked it. I like trying to piece out what that was. I think there are holes in it, so it's like. Even your own, even coming to your own, you know, uh, conclusion can be satisfying, but it didn't feel as satisfying in 
well, not totality as in say like her story, ah, because okay, there right. were still pl- holes in my understanding of it. So I don't think that's as satisfying as it could be. Right. And then the meta narrative under that, which is basically how you know how the developers feel, I think is kind of like pretentious and mm. too arty for my opinion. It's like also holes in that. <laughs> so it's like it's like on three levels. It's like. Once you start stripping away it, that's what strips away the stars for me. So, right. but I st- there's still so much to like, and it's 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 one of those I respect it far more than I enjoy the story that the meta narrative that was being told. So, mm, right. But I thought you know if you're a you know hippie art student, you'll absolutely love it. Um, <laughs> um I did. Uh, I I messaged you when I you were playing it mm-hmm. after I realised. Um, it was on um, as a uh, a phone available game mm-hmm. through Game Pass. Yeah, don't play as well uh, with with touchscreen controls. And you were, you were like, don't play it like that. Play with a, a pad. Yeah, and and I'm actually quite glad uh, when I first played it. I think I can't remember if it was on PC, but I just got it up on my Xbox, and like that's. I mean, to just see the the filmmaking, how. Mm. Good, those films look considering that they're aping these styles of film in like the 70s and late 90s and stuff. It's just, you, you generally like have to catch yourself and remember you're not actually watching a real film. You know mm. what I mean? It's like, this actually never came out. This is actually not a real production. It's a video game. And mm. it, it's really neat. And there's, there's stuff with the haptics on the uh, control and the feedback and the vibration. There's, there's audio cues, but, you need a controller, in my opinion. Okay, cool, cool. That's good to know. It, yeah. it, and it's nice to sort of think, wow, it's better than watching it on this sort of like five-inch screen. Yeah. I, I think um, that's doing a dis... I mean, talk yeah. about art and everything. Yeah. I'm not Tom Cruise, but that would be doing a disservice to the filmmaking process that's that's gone on behind that game. Because that's the most... That's the best thing about it. You right. Know what I mean? so, so, yeah, that'd be a shame to play it that way. Um, nice, nice. I mean, again, you're not quite like James Cameron levels of saying, well, yeah. if you've watched Avatar just on a normal television, you haven't actually watched Avatar. Yeah. No, no, no sure. it's just, no. you yeah. won't no. be able to appreciate I'm, I'm sure the, I've seen it. I watched that crap film on like a dodgy stream and it's still crap. Um, doesn't matter <laughs> uh, if I still I will like say movie, with so Avatar, um, it's not a good movie from any point except the uh, the development and use of the technology. Which, mm. if you then yeah. watch without the technology, you got nothing. Like, uh, yeah. I saw it opening day or weekend in like an IMAX 3D, wow, fancy place, and it was jaw dropping. And I was like, "Oh, 3D could be a thing." And then it turns out to make it to that quality takes a lot of mm-hmm. money and also awareness. And most of the 3D films that followed weren't even filmed in 3D; they were post produced, and so they were all crap. And 3D died. Uh, um, yeah, it always gave me a headache. To be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's also a thing, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's really dumb how they like all pushed a technology, except it needed content, and then the people making the content cut so cut the worst corners possible. <laughs> I remember oh, that those game. Fancy cameras, nah, don't worry about them. That game Puppeteer, which was I only got about halfway Ooh. through, mm, like Tom PS3, but yeah. I had. I had a 3D TV, cause, not because I bought it for 3D. It's just that they all came with 3D yeah. at some point. Uh, they, they, it was the era where if you bought a TV, you paid for 3D, yeah. 
Yeah, I just like put the glasses on once and I was like, this looks okay, but I'm playing a video game. So I don't want to, you know, have to like look through 3D glasses mm. to be able to play a video game. Which you can, you can just play that game in 2D. I mean, absolutely, and it's absolutely fine like that. If yeah. you had a, if did you, you finish it, Ben, or did you? Sorry, sorry, no, did you play it slash finish it, Ben? I played the puppeteer. Mm-hmm. Whether I finished it or not, because that's what six or seven, if not, I think it's longer than nine or ten years. Oh, I actually, think, it's a PS3 oh, game, like isn't it? Oh, like years. Yeah, I thought you so must be like hours. ten, maybe ten, nine, ten years ago, maybe. Jeez. Um, I, I definitely played it, and it's great. I I, I love the concept of it. But, yeah, um, I but yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether I finished it. I, I, um, I, I think it probably came out at a time not towards the end of the PS3's life, but it was definitely towards the kind know. of like the back quarter of the PS3 in the last couple of years of of, of PS3. For sure, it um, definitely mm-hmm. did. Yeah, and I think I got it as a PS Plus game. So you know that even further. Uh, or even like closer to now like, than it was kind of on on from its release. Um, like, I thought it was like a 2012 or maybe even 2013 game. Jeez, I'm sure we can find that out. So. Yeah, we've got Google. We've got to see Google. 2013, yeah. Mm. It was wow. like two months before PS4 came out. Okay. So yeah. nine years ago. Mm. Yeah, but it was good. Uh, it was good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh, if it's on that PlayStation Plus, I recommend it to people. Um, I don't know. I, I did download today uh, Paw Patrol mm. something Very on nice. PS Plus because I was uh, scrolling through it thinking, oh, I've nearly finished Guardians of the Galaxy. What what can I uh, play next? And Evelyn went, there's a Paw Patrol game. I went, yeah, there no, is. No, she You're didn't. Right. She was at school. We know no. it's for you, Ben. <laughs> don't have to well, be ashamed. Again, there's a couple of things on there that I'm like, do I just I could just delve into and, and have a little bit of a play about with and stuff? And as as soon as it was uh, Paw Patrol came, she's like, "Is that a game?" Like, <laughs> yeah, can we play it? Yeah, so that yeah. is the one I downloaded today. Very nice. Uh, I'll report is it back any next good? week if we get. I, not, oh, I haven't played it. Uh, <laughs> I want I want an in depth review of Paw Patrol. <laughs> yeah, by next week. Written, please. Double space. Written. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I have time for that, of course. <laughs> Let's move on yeah. and keep rolling through these games, Lucy. Uh, yeah, I'll pick up the pace. Tinykin, which is on Game Pass. I think that's a very good child-friendly game. It's a, the Pikmin-like. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. From Nintendo. Uh, I'd give that I'd give that a solid 3.5 stars. Um, it's mindless in the good way, where it's just like, hmm. you're going around this uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kid house, and you're a very small person, a small little Pikmin. And yeah, it's just, it's a collectible one without being that you know, mm. vapid and soulless. It's 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 a good fun little platformer. Um, okay. uh, I'll talk about that next week because the embargo is up on that next week. Uh, there's a little itch IO game called Factory that I played, which is like Factorio with Scrabble letters, just making letters, shapes yeah, it, of letters. It's Factory with an, an I, I at the end, right? Yeah, I. Coming to Steam, I recommend oh. checking it out on Steam because on itch. I bought it because I was just like, I need to play this game. This is right up my alley, and it and it was satisfactory for for <laughs> for, for that afternoon. But it's not a lot of levels to it. I mean, the mm. concept is very limited, to be honest. So it's like there's only twenty six letters in the alphabet. Um, maybe if they put like three yeah, letters in it or something like that, then potential though for. 
a game coming from itch to be slightly bigger going on to steam, steam as well yeah. but, and hopefully this they'll update the stitch that stitch itch version so um mm. yeah but fun little thing uh the artful escape because that was even going past mm. oh yeah two out of five stars it's basically a very pretty screensaver um, okay talking about what it means to be an artist or whatever mm. just with like Without being anything deep or involved or affecting. It's not like that. Okay. What was that game last year? Behind the Frame. That's the one. Yes. That literally ah, made yeah. me cry. That's great. Um, that game's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that commented on like what it means to be, you know, be an artist or a painter or whatever. But yeah. yeah. But the Artful Escape, eh. Um, Lost Words Beyond the Page was played the same day as the Artful Escape. It was always also leaving Gamecast that day. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, four out of five stars. It made me cry. Oh, even though that's not hard. Um, that's why I put it off for so long because I knew the cons mm. con- uh, conceit of the game. Well, it's a con- Sorry, Lost Words Beyond the Page, mm-hmm. which is a platformer, and it's basically the story of it's about grief and losing someone, and it's. Um, Basically, this young girl uh, processing her grief by mm. writing in a diary and writing a story, and it's just like, mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so four out of five stars. I was like, why am I crying? Uh, I'm just all kinds of reasons. Yeah, it's like yeah. there's all kinds of reasons for us to have emotions, and often we need excuses to have to outlet them. This is the explanation of why something like uh, like a really crappy TV show. That is like poorly written <laughs> yeah. and poorly acted can still make you cry because you're in that moment. You're like, ah, your brain's like, I can release the valve because there's a notion of sadness. And you're like, why would I cry at this? It's not that yeah. it's making you cry. Why would cry. I cry at this Channel 5 uh, Christmas movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the, uh, interestingly, um, so Lost Words is a game, again, uh, from last year that I think uh, um, that I had in my kind of list of things to, to sort of look at, but never got around mm. to. Mm-hmm. Having a quick look on Steam, um, there's a, a page of the like journal that the character mm-hmm. keeps, and above it is a box of matches just called Goose Matches, and it's got the goose from fucking um, Goose Game mm. on the front of it. Like yeah. that exact goose just going... <laughs> so, that, you know, 10 out of 10, done. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um... Love Free, which is a platformer, uh, precision platformer, like good, good for speedrunners. Um, hmm. There's been Love One and Love Two. There's just neat little indie games. That probably take an hour. Oh, sorry, Love Love Three, not Love Free. Yeah, yeah. Right. Sorry, T H R. I struggle. Um, yeah, it's it's a series of games, um, platformers. Uh, the the USPs that you can set. A Checkpoint wherever you are, really. And, um, mm. Yeah, just just precision platformers. Uh, nice. Popular speedrunners. Buy Love Free if you're interested, because it comes with one and two. In it, so. Oh, um, yeah. Bonus. Yeah, I think he's he's done that before the games. Like every game that he's put out, the previous games have been in there, which is nice, and they're very cheap. So, um, Return to Monkey Island. It's a Monkey Island game. It's good. Five stars. Um, <laughs> I am um, great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's it for the short ones. 
be well, you, got, you got 10 minutes on. to roll through the full reviews. The full reviews, uh, I'll talk about, I'll just talk about uh, Gerda, A Flame in Winter, Ooh. which is the one from publisher Don't Nod. Oh, yeah. Again. Uh, which is a, I don't know what it is, but I like setting of like World War Two in games. I don't know what it is. Like in certain like like um gosh, was it Valiant Hearts? I think that was yes. World War One though. Oh like yeah. That, I like that kind of you know, actually telling stories that aren't just like Yes, we are the British or yes we are Americans who turned up late anyway and like we are the saviors. You know you know like like oh, personal th- th- stories. That's why Valiant Hearts hits yeah. kind of like so well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It actually tells different stories. That's why I think I can't remember Battlefield Five or One or whichever one it is. One. Um, all the different stories from like all the different um, mm. soldiers and stuff. It's just yeah, I like I like that kind of storytelling and that kind of um, you know lens on on conflict and stuff like that. But um, yes, this is from a developer called Porter Play, and it's a isometric. Uh, kind of, it's more of a narrative-based game. It's more of a, I guess, a visual novel, you'd call it. Mm. It tries to introduce some RPG mechanics, like dice rolls and uh, specking up in certain, I think there's only three, like, kind of, um, I think there's wit, uh, wit, compassion, and, gosh, what's the other one? Like, intuition or something like that, but, um, and, you know, picking different dialogue options will, you know, level you up in one of those different categories. But I don't think it matters to... It does matter mm. a bit, because say if you don't have enough wit, you don't unlock this potential response or or this and that. But usually, if you have... Because it's like you kind of dox them, and as soon as you, like... You sort of like use it, they're like consumables. It's like, if your wit is free going into this like dialogue thing, and then you have to use, uh, this, this one option is it one wit. It doesn't mean that you need at least level one wit. It means if you use that dialogue option, it'll take one wit from oh, your. Interesting. So that is interesting, mm, but like a, almost like a fatigue mechanic to a character. Mm. Like, oh, I've been so witty today. Oh my God. I'm so tired now. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I don't think any of the options had a point where you'd have to, like, spec out a certain, um, you know, character trait so much right. where it would be like, okay, I use my... Where you haven't actually think about it a lot and have to make those hard decisions and that opportunity cost. Like, it seemed like I was still able to pick the... Most of the dialogue options I wanted, it didn't seem like they were being punishing in that way, which is nice into a certain effect because it's like, I just, you know, if you don't want a hardcore RPG kind of mechanic to it, mm. it's okay. It's a bit breezier. Um, I, this game, I think this game had different difficulty levels. So, mm. did it? I've played so many games, I'm like conflating <laughs> which one did I play? <laughs> Uh, it wasn't the Monkey Island Monkey Mode. Uh, I know that one, um, which is the hard mode in that game. Yeah, it, it, there might have been different um, uh, D 
difficulty mode. Or am I thinking of Road Warden? This is the problem playing too many games. Yes, uh, Road Warden as well. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'll talk about more about that next week because I'm, I'm very, very early on. Mm. Um, Be the Lucy episode part two next week. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that sounds but, great. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think there is any difficulty levels in this one. There's obviously you can replay the game and see what other paths you could go down. And to mm-hmm. the game's credit, there are different paths that go down. Um, mm. the, the saying of the game is, World War Two. It's uh, it's 1945, so just a few months before the uh, war's going to end. You play as someone who's got both Swedish, Swedish Danish, <laughs> sorry, uh, Sweden, Danish, <laughs> or everyone from Scandinavia. Um, you, you're basically half uh, half Danish, half German, and you're living in this village, which is under the occupation of um, of Germany, Nazi Germany, mm. and. Uh, you obviously got conflict from people who were like, okay, because it was only under. What's fascinating about this game? It gives you like Valiant Hearts. It gives you like actual uh, history and like uh, nice mm. um, in like unlockables and stuff like that, um, which come naturally. I don't think you have to collect them or anything; they just come throughout the story. And that just provides you know great amount of um, context. And yeah, I learned mm. a lot. <laughs> I actually nice. learned something from this game. But, That's um, great. Yes, basically, she's, uh, her, you know, her, her father is German and he's actually joined, like, you know, um, the Nazi movement in, in, in Denmark and her mother was Danish and she, like, left, uh, left the family, left her father because of, um, uh, mm. his choice to join the Nazi party. But so, and yeah, it's about her, um, her husband is, Involved in a like terrorist plot to overthrow the, the Nazis, and it's about you know rescuing him whilst you know having to deal with the townspeople and their you know politics, individual politics, politics of the town, you know, deal with the Gestapo and stuff like that. And it's there's many different paths that you can go down, and many different people that you can choose to help or choose to you know side with, like you can side with a, one of the Nazi officers, you can, you know, make sure that this, this woman who's fled from Germany with her kid get across the border to Sweden and stuff like that. So, um, cause they're Jewish, but there's, so there's many little, you know, intricate little stories that are happening and, you know, they all come to, you know, like they all intersect right at the mm-hmm. end. And it's like the choices that you've made determine what happens in the end. I don't think I got a great ending. Okay. I think I messed up. Um, but that's that's a good thing about it. It's like, it, it still commits. It's like, I think it gives you just a little bit of leeway to like kind of try and change your trajectory um, towards the ending. But it, it'll also just, you know, it'll stick with, you got this ending, you know? Mm. It's like, there are casualties of war, obviously, so I don't feel and too it, bad about it. <laughs> and it's not necessarily, you know, it's maybe not a game that... It's kind of like the good or bad ending. It is just this is the ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, is, this is you know this is the story that has been told through the decisions that you have made. Yeah, and you accept it more in this because it's like, yeah, bad stuff went down <laughs> during yeah. that time. Not everyone made it out. It's and yeah, it's kind of you know sobering in that sense to think about that. And it's like yeah, a lot of people suffer during that conflict mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. damn. 
Uh, like with that, what's the tone of the the game? Because obviously things like um, Sniper Elite, it's like, hey, it's an action game. You can just put a bullet through all of the fucking Somebody's Nazis, balls, yeah, and yeah, and, and explode people and all of this sort of stuff. And then Valiant Hearts, whilst it was like touching in many ways, had uh-huh. a very light-hearted kind of element to it, especially through the kind of like the animation uh, um, and aesthetic style yeah. of it. This, whilst it seems like stylized in a um, not not similar to Valiant Hearts, but it's it's got a little bit more of a cartoony kind of element to it. Yeah, a lot of the screenshots are very dark. It's very dim. It kind of pulls the light level down, which would sort of suggest it's maybe a little more kind of drama than mm-hmm. anything yeah. else. Yeah, I think the art style is like it, it, the textures are probably by design and stylistically like a little muddy. They're very like mm. they look low res. Um, I played it on Steam Deck, so not yeah, still pretty decent uh, picture mm-hmm. quality, but. Um, yeah, I really like the art style. It kind of reminds me of like Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> like, oh, really? <laughs> like that kind of isometric looking, all the like, you know, wooden looking character people. You know what I mean? Just, mm. I like it. I don't know, but it's um, yeah, it's it's definitely going for a somber tone. Um, yeah, it's not it's not okay. We're purposely trying to, you know, pull at your heartstrings or something. I think it's more to educate about the time period more so mm. than be something that's gonna make you cry you know what i mean it's like as i say you're dealing with real life events and stuff like that it's like yes you can be over the top and shoot nazis in the balls like sniper elite but <laughs> this is very much taking a more um you know respectful kind of tone more somber not overly sad obviously but yeah it's um it's sort of like um a a uh, uh jane austen kind of not overly dour, but like talking about political you mm. know, uh, conflict within like inner communities rather than mm. the war mm. overall. Because they even say like in like how it's just like they were just like com- not completely, but mostly disconnected from the war because uh, basically Nazi Germany gave Denmark clemency because they were able to like because the government just like collapsed on the first day of the invasion. They were just like. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you want, so it's like <laughs> the bad, real bad stuff didn't happen, <laughs> you know. Right, so right. it's like bad stuff still happened, but not the worst stuff. So it's still, mm. it's like sitting in a very small village. It's like mm, it, it only affects you until it's on your doorstep, basically, and that's what these characters are dealing with. Like, I, I absolutely love the idea that it is set in Denmark as well. I have absolutely mm-hmm. no knowledge. Yeah. About what happened to Denmark during kind of like World War Two, right. and and like it, really interesting to, to to expand on kind of just the and as you said, Lucy, not just that like view from that standard narrative that we get around these sort of you know very big historic events. It's yeah. almost like you know the, the, there's a whole separate war that happened like in Finland, absolutely right? mm. about yeah. it during World War Two. I'd love a story set like there and all around that. So it's really like. I hadn't even considered fucking Denmark in, <laughs> yeah, in World yeah. War Two, so yeah, yeah, super interesting. Yeah, it's one of those where it's like we just only have the very jingoistic, like England did this, we beat the Nazis, Absolutely. you know, that yeah, kind of rubbish. Absolutely. So it's like, yeah, just to hear stories from different places. Just, yeah, I, I I love games that do that, and this is this is one that I really enjoyed. It. I'm I'm not 
you know, overly, I wasn't overly intrigued about the overarching plot. It was more, I'm learning something. You know mm. what I mean? It, I really appreciated that about the game. Yeah, it's just, I probably won't play through it again because I don't tend to with narrative games. I just yeah. think, like, that's what I'm sticking with. Those are the decisions I made, whatever the outcome. So, um, so yeah, but it's one of those where you could absolutely replay and see what the different outcomes mm. would be. But so, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Nice. Good. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, a good place for us to stop then for this week. Um, Lucy just reminded us it was called Gerda with a mm-hmm. subtitle to it. Yes, A Flame in Winter. Cool. Yeah. And that's not a Don't Nod developed game. It's a Don't Nod published game. Yeah. Port play are the right. developers. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't realise Don't Nod kind of published. Mm. Oh, I guess, yeah, because most of the stuff, well, that we know of, uh, Square Enix, but, um, Gerda, yeah. maybe if they, if they branch into that and start telling small stories like this, I'm all for it, you know, so, mm. um, yeah, it was about six hours, it was, it was a good time on a Sunday, I think, and yeah, so, recommend it. Nice. Perfect, perfect. Um, so, let's finish there for this week and jump back into our beers for the episode adult i will come back to you um i know it was only a 330 mil can you mm-hmm. maybe have finished it uh, a little while ago but how was the bibliotech uh it was excellent as always from our friends in bibliotech uh i think it everything i said stands i just think that um i think the way i described it made, made it seem simple but there's depth and that that mm. curve between the sort of maltier notes in the finish and that sort of peak tropicality uh in the beginning or like both of those things were there the whole time, and so it's a, it's, it's not like a one note moving to another note. Um, so that's the only thing I wanted to clarify. Everything else, I think, basically stayed the same. Um, <laughs> I think my palate acclimatized, and I got a little more of the tropical in the middle, which sort of fleshed it out a bit. And that's mm. it. Otherwise, solid beer. Would recommend any time of the year, but especially uh, in the summer, which still exists. Does it? Is it? Well, no. It exists in the fact that it will come around again. Uh, Are you sure about that? <laughs> I mean, the sun will exist. This this rock we're on probably will still orbit <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we it. Whether not, the yeah. rock is habitable, let alone habited, is a different question. True. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, the Arbor, then, um, with the Liquid Light Brewing Company collaboration. Um, the flavour... Uh, it is almost exactly the same now, right at the end, mm. as it was at the start. Nothing has faded that much. They've, they've, and I think that's partly down to it being a bigger beer, right? Being eight and a half ish percent that they've been able to maintain that that flavour and had almost no drop off at all. It does get a little bit sweeter uh, the more your palate becomes acclimatised to it. So the last sip, you kind of. You do get that honeydew melon, but the, the 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 sweetness from the papaya is much more prominent now. You're getting a lot more of that because, again, my palate has balanced out all of those flavors just that little bit more. The white peach uh, um, has has always gone completely, so it's interesting in how that flavor has shifted slightly. Mm. And because of that shift in flavor, if this had been what I'd have experienced right at the start. I would have absolutely said, oh, this is an eight-odd percent beer. It feels bigger now 
than it did in that initial hmm. kind of flavour. And like we, we never really get into the... I mean, we talk a lot about how a beer changes through its flavour. We never get into the idea of why it changes kind of through its flavour. I've got no idea. We're not going to get into that conversation now. I was going to say, oh. Something that we should, and I would love to explore at some point. Like, why now, as my palate has acclimatized, am I like, well, well here is now like two out of the fr- three flavors. Mm. And it's changed the beer so much. That it's like, oh, no, yeah, it is an eight-odd percent beer. If I'd have been sharing this, I'd have a very different perception oh, right, of, of, course. of this beer to what I have now. If I'd have had half of it, if I'd have had a third of it, uh, um, you know, if we'd have shared it between the three of us, I would think completely differently about this beer than I do now having had the entire can. Interesting. Hmm. But maybe we can explore that at another point. (laughs) If, friends, you have had a can that says you should probably share it with a friend and you drank it yourself and you want to tell us about it, you can do so at Tanked Up Cast on the socials. Hmm. <laughs> you can join us on the Discord and talk to us about beers and video games. Hit one of us up to get a link for that. I'm at Nova underscore 47. Adel is... At the Omniarch. And Lucy is... Juicy Luce 9. And for everything else, you can go to outoflives.net to look at all the articles that go up, see gameplay videos, streams, first looks that Adel does... Um, and look at our faces and look at the beers that we have been drinking in the video format. And you can do that on YouTube as well. I think that is everything. If you really like the podcast, even if you just like it a little bit, you should go to your podcast service of choice and rate and review us as high as you feel that we should have. We no, uh, no, 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 Ben. It's all rigged. The only the only five star reviews count. Otherwise, it's actually worse than not reviewing yeah. it at all. Yeah. Um, but also like, subscribe, comment, etc. Do the thing that your platform do- allows you to do that supports the channel. And if that platform is the world, tell a friend that this mm. thing was mildly entertaining at some point. Yeah. And T- tell you- tell them that they indulged me for an hour just to talk about video games. <laughs> that yeah. I only I've played. Yeah, tell them. <laughs> that, that's five stars. I think yeah. exactly that. Worthy. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so that rounds us out for this week. Thank you for joining us. We love you as always. Thank for this you. week, we've been tanked up. Goodbye. Goodbye now. I'm sorry, I'm just reeling from the fact that I actually heard Lucy say goodbye this time instead of being like, I think now I can say the thing because I think she's not saying a thing, which was last year's takeaway. Uh, last week's year's good luck. Anyway, bye.